The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3,508. All right, this I believe is the last of the tie-in stories to Star Wars Squadrons that we're going to be covering today. It's called The Light You Bring. And yeah, let's dive into it. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, you may recall a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about tie-in stories. So, the various EA video games that they've put out have had some sort of tie-in story published in other media, whether it was the novels Battlefront Twilight Company or Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad or Battle Scars from Jedi Survivor or the uh, Dark Temple Jedi Fallen Order comic limited series. Everything seems to get something, basically, and with Star Wars Squadrons, it was a couple of short stories, and unusually for how these things go, they were actually published on Electronic Arts' website, because the game itself has you flip back and forth between the Rebels slash New Republic Vanguard Squadron and the Empire's Titan Squadron. It made perfect sense that there would be two short stories, one for each. We talked about the Titan Squadron story count to three a couple of days ago. Today, we're going to talk about the Light You Bring, which is the Vanguard Squadron story, and it seems to take place during the events of the game as opposed to the Titan Squadron story which seemed to take place before the events of the game. And also as another unusual factor, those two short stories were actually released after the video game came out, whereas all the other tie-in stuff for other video games tends to come out before the video game comes out. Anyway, The Light You Bring features Keo, who is the Moralian A-Wing fighter pilot, and Frisk, who is the Trandoshan Y-Wing fighter pilot. They've been hanging out in the Ringali Nebula area where the New Republic is secretly building the Starhawk prototype. And they're getting a little antsy. It's been a few weeks since they've been hanging out there. But then Ardo, the fleet intelligence officer, gives them a call and says, I got a mission for you, and I need it to be done in a real low-profile fashion. So the gist is that there's some sort of contact with Intel who was getting a little bit too nervous about the Empire getting too close to them, so this contact went and found one of Ardo's contacts on the Navlas Triad, which is this station that had been what sounds like a smaller mining kind of situation, similar to Cloud City, where maybe the mining guild, you know, wouldn't have paid attention to them and maybe the Empire would have overlooked them, but not so much anymore. Anyway, so now it's just supposed to be a backwater refueling post for smugglers and ne'er-do-wells and so forth. And this is where Frisk and Keo are supposed to go to try to meet this other contact and get the intel from that other agent. Now, Keo, we find out in the game, is somewhat Force-sensitive. I mean, not Force-sensitive enough that they actually know how to manipulate the Force or use the Force, but they do get kind of that little sense of things. And as they're looking at 
the you know the mission holograms and talking about things they're feeling this little like tingle of something that's just not quite right like there's some sort of trouble involved in this situation and they just can't quite put their finger on it it was an interesting way to see the kind of i got a bad feeling about this scenario play out in an unusual way so they get to the triad it turns out that some random Imperial Lieutenant Relkin has headed up a garrison on the station. So Frisk and Keo were told to keep a low profile and try and do this under the Empire's nose, but it's going to be really hard to do this when there's a whole gosh darn garrison hanging out on the triad. And it gets even more complicated when Relkin says, hey, don't I know you? And Frisk thinks that it has to do with him. In the game, he tells a very funny story about how he had been smuggling collector's pieces and sold them, which was not a crime, but perhaps selling fakes was a crime. And he said, like, how was I supposed to know that this Imperial governor was going to display this artwork to <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn? So that's how he got found out, and that's how he got a death mark put on him. Initially, then, Frisk thinks that he might be the problem with the mission. <laughs> and so they end up going to the cantina, finding out that the contact was spooked by the garrison on the triad station. No surprise. So they dropped their astromech with with all of the intel on a nearby icy moon. This is going to be a problem to get because the dock master tells Keo and Frisk that the Empire is monitoring every arrival and departure, but it's going to get even more complicated very quickly because Relkin shows up at the cantina and says, I do know you, but it turns out that it's not <laughs> Frisk that he knows, it's Keo. And it turns out that Keo actually messed over Relkin at some pod racing event or some racing event basically so prior to Keo joining the rebellion they were a very successful racer and there was this Sirocco Sunset Grand Prix where eh, maybe the move was a little bit questionable at the end but Ralkin thinks that it would have been his path to glory in the Empire and getting into the Imperial Starfighter Corps and instead that loss meant a life of logistics and backwater assignments and so definitely holds Keo responsible and so Keo is like well then you know like if we're just smugglers like you're just gonna let us go and Relkin is like yeah no nobody's gonna miss you is what I'm thinking and so they pull blasters frisk it starts a fight and they manage to escape at least for the time being they manage to get onto a droid barge which is just one of these little automated things going around the various aspects of the station they have a beautiful conversation Keo and Frisk do while they're in that cooling off period hanging out in the droid barge and trying to figure out what they're going to do next Frisk talks about how he doesn't think he's built for the rebellion or for the new republic now that it is no longer the rebellion that in such a governmental situation he would either end up in prison or in community service Keo's response is to say, hey, we're building the New Republic right now and you have a place for it because we needed you as a smuggler to deal with this particular aspect of the operation. And it's really all about your own you know, mentality that you're bringing, the light that you're bringing to a situation that we're all building the New Republic step by step, no matter what our previous backgrounds were, no matter what our specialties are. It's a really awesome conversation. I very much enjoyed it. Ultimately, the way they get out of it is by playing on Relkin's ego. So 
they have nothing to bargain with except the fact that Relkin thinks he's the better pilot and can't stand the fact that he lost once upon a time to Keo. So Keo calls up on an intercom and says, hey, I, you know, I know you got our ships impounded, but I want to challenge you to a rematch. The rematch, very coincidentally, is going to happen on that icy moon where they need to go pick up the intel. And naturally, Relkin takes the bait, and they go race, and it doesn't work out for Relkin. Meanwhile, Keo is able to pick up the astromech droid, and all's well that ends well. There's a little stinger at the end where Ardo, the fleet intelligence officer, gets the data off the astromech and says, hmm, okay, this is a good thing for Project Starhawk, so you know it has to do with that situation. And yeah, that's pretty much how the story ends. The one thing that's not particularly clear about it is that Frisk and Keo are talking about a secret mission and they don't know what it is, but they're hoping to find out what it is. At this point, they're in the Ringali Nebula, so they ought to know about the Starhawk prototype already. So unless they're talking about a rumor about this mission that ultimately Keo and Frisk get sent on, the only other option is that this is a reference to how they were going to put the Starhawk in the Xavian Abyss and try to capture the Overseer with it. There's also a mention of a new Vanguard Squadron commander arriving soon, and unfortunately I didn't catch anywhere in the game where that played in necessarily either, so that doesn't necessarily help to place it you know, with any accuracy within the game's time frame. And the last thing I'll mention is that in the beginning, you get to go into Keo's you know, omniscient third-person perspective and hear them thinking about flying an A-Wing and the reaction times and whatnot, and it brought me back very strongly to Will Lark, who's the A-Wing pilot in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, and I just thought, yeah, you know, we don't get to hear a lot about A-Wing pilots all that often. It's usually X-Wing pilots or maybe Y-Wing pilots, so it was nice to have that fresh perspective, too. And so that's what I wanted to share with you about the light you bring, the highlights that I thought are worth flagging for you from that short story tie-in to Star Wars Squadrons. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. If you enjoyed the show, I hope you'll consider sharing it with other friends and fans of Star Wars you know. I hope you consider leaving a rating or review on your app of choice and maybe even hitting a subscribe or a follow or a join button. And if you are really interested in supporting a daily dose of Star Wars joy, I have a Patreon page as well. It's patreon.com slash SW7X7. I hope you'll consider checking that out as well. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.